And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. The league is back, baby. Loud play Longford this Sunday and I'll be previewing it and I'll also have Denise O'Flaherty giving the insight on Longford and I'll be giving my team as well so sit back, relax and enjoy the start of the league campaign on We Are Loud podcast Right, so before we before we get into the uh, the league I'm going to give me league preview I'm going to have a chat with Denise O'Flaherty I'm going to give my team and then we we'll finish it up but we're going to, uh, just to tidy over a few things, uh, I made a trip down to Port Leash last Sunday to watch the Irelanders play Beaufort and it was a really, it was a really, really, really good game. The Loudlights did very, did very, very well. Very, we can all be very proud of the performance they put in. They ran to Beaufort so close. They were, they were very close to doing it and just the performances that some of the boys from the Irelanders played was, was ex- ex- exceptional. Derek Maguire boomed points over from either side of the Moor Park from way out when they, when they really needed it and they came out of the blocks firing with the wind at their backs. Derek was just dr- drove the Ireland on like he has done. Um, like I said it's always nice to see a county player playing well for his club and drive his club on. He really did. His brother Dean rubbed off him as well. He kicked some marvellous scores, two marvellous scores as well. Performances all over the defence. They were popping up with turnovers. Jordan O'Donoghue was ice cold with his freeze in the second half to make it really tight. But once they went down to 14 men, Sean McLaughlin got sent off. Um, he picked up a yellow early on. The subs, it was a sub coming on, midfielder come on, Aidan Sheiky. I actually wrote down Sean McLaughlin's coming off. But it actually turned out that uh, it was the other Derek Rogers that was taken off. He was also on the yellow card. But McLaughlin gets sent off. So they're, they're, they're then without their first choice midfield pairing. And down to 14 men. And against the wind. So it was really, it was all going again. At They hung on and they hung on. Like I said, Jordan Dunne who made it tight. But the Kerry boys just came through in the end. And they're a Division 1 uh, league carry team they've got relegated to division two but still they were division one last year and young Ireland's made them look ordinary and they'll probably be kicking themselves they have been all week but it was a uh, it was it was a great performance for them and they really put it in um next thing to clear up is the is the motion five there was a meeting last night in uh the monastery Boys in 
kind of with all, uh, Annie, I think it was an open invitation, uh, really, but I think 18 clubs turned up, junior, senior and intermediate, and uh, the main outcome of it was that uh, they want the motion five for the championship uh, amalgamation, all county championship to be rescinded. And so the special county board meeting called next weekend, next week. It'll take two thirds majority to rescind it. That'll be thirty four out of fifty one delegates and clubs to uh, to get it through. Um, plenty of talk on the last week. If one thing, it stored pure emotion in the. In the county about it and the, what uh, what the tradition and what the the cups like the Joe Ward actually mean to clubs and their status and the whole heritage behind it really it really showed that a lot of people care out there. So hopefully that can be tapped into going forward. Okay, right, league preview. The league really doesn't be long coming around, and this year we're in Division 3. We haven't stayed in Division since 2012, I think. We uh, suffered two relegations in a row, and then two promotions in a row, so that's four or five years. So we haven't stayed in Division in a long, long time. So, uh, because the reason I say that is because there's a, there's a real swing of momentum around this uh, whole year, and this whole league campaign, and on Wayne, that his main... His main thing is to, I suppose, his main objective as county manager when he was brought in is to stay in Division 3, not get relegated to Division 4. Um, looking through the teams and what have you, um, I think we're more than capable of doing it. Maybe if things go away, we could push ourselves up for a promotion. But one thing that is bared out and is, uh, like, there's no doubt about it, there's, uh, it lacks the glamour of last year. You know, like even we played Tipperary in Sample Stadium, we we played Cavanagh there in Division One, um, Cork, um, teams like that. Um, this year we're playing a, a bulk of Leinster teams. It's a mini like mini Leinster league. You've Longford, Leash, Offaly, Westmead, and Carlow. So there's ton of ton of Leinster teams, including ourselves, um, and we also have. Down our local na- na- rivals and Sligo as well. So that's the only other opposite uh, uh, province than our, than Leinster. Um, there's no monster teams this year in Division Three, and we are kind of we're kind of I don't know. This is this is the thing that comes up. We have three home games, but is home really an advantage to us at this stage? Um, because you. We'll play one of the games we're going to be playing in Crow Park. That's next week. We'll get to that. Another game is Tullamore. We've won there before. And Dr. Cullen Park and uh, Park Esla. Two fine little stadiums. Really compact grounds. Good surface on them as well. So I don't think the home advantage comes into it. But certainly the glamour is kind of... is gone. But that might work for us. Uh, for this young panel and this young team. Uh, in terms of getting getting the experience under a belt and not being as severely punished as we were last year, because I think I think there was absolute it was an absolute baptism of fire for a lot of players and it just the whole the way the whole thing went we went winless. So looking to this um, Sunday half two in Drogheda, it's really really going to be important, more important than any other year that we get a win um, off the opening off the opening game because. It's it's it, it's going to set the ball rolling, really. Like I know it's obvious to say that, but if we get a win in our first game, we'll uh, 
we, we, we'll go into any game and go into the whole campaign, go into the whole year, whole Leinster with confidence. And this is a young team, like I said, very, very green, very wet behind the ears. Some new players brought in as well, new management as well. They're all, everyone's going to take confidence from it if we get this win. Um, and I think the whole county will get behind them then as well as a result. Uh, I suppose um, the new rules are going to come into it as well. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't think a lot of loud people would have seen it. Like, there wasn't that many people at the um, Bone Cup games from loud. Like, the, I suppose the fact that one of them was in Bray didn't help in, early on in the new year. But we've a real opportunity now with one of the rules, and I think like we could really, really, could really, it could sneakily push us up to the top of the top of the table. When you look at the forwards, we have. <clears throat> the likes of Bornsey, Decky, Jim, Kieran uh, Downey is establishing himself. Sam Mulroy, Ronan Holcroft, Ross Nally, um, and then like, like the reason I named them and I have a name Andy and uh, Connor Brannigan and Rory Moore and Colin McKeever because those fellas are very accurate and are free takers for the clubs. And if you have the case now, this new rule where you pick up a mark and it's it's basically a free kick. So say the likes of Bournes, he wins the ball out in front, clean, no hop, and then he's a free shot goal. More than likely, 99 times out of 100, Bournes is going to score. Same goes for Decky, Kieran Daney, Jim, Ronald Holcroft, Sam and Ross as well. And I'm probably forgetting Ty McEnany's another one as well, a free take for his club. So I think we have a high calibre of players that could take a mark and score a mark in this squad. So that could be a little dark horse there that um, that could push us up and people might not be expecting it. And look at all those players are only new in the city, like his Kieran's second second season, Sam's first real season, I suppose, Connor Brannigan as well, Ross Nally as well, uh, and Decky possibly inside as well. But also going the other way we have a lot of defenders that will push it out and, and stop people getting the mark and then around the middle of the field we have lads that compete now in the middle of the field and take marks cleanly in the air so and on top of that we it doesn't look it looks like we've a looks like we've um, we've only three injuries that, that'll be missing uh, William Woods Connor Grimes and uh, Kieran Bourne those three look to be out with injury for this weekend so um, it looks really good for, for this weekend and going forward but on Sunday this is a great chance Longford have I was chatting I'll be chatting to Denise now she's a, a Longford uh, based GA journalist and covers all sports actually but uh, she told me off air that uh, Longford are missing 16 players the 8 Muller knocked the boys and then 8 fellas are injured like Support McCormick Shawnee McCormick's not back in with the squad Connor Berry couple of others Barry Giller Gilleran has retired from full back as well so it's really there for the taking and it'll it'll show exactly where we are going to be and where we are at this present moment or what has to be worked on if we lose against Longford with with, uh, with, with them missing so many players it, it probably doesn't bode that well it'll show us where we have to go we have to start somewhere I suppose but if we take care of business no matter how it's done if it's a professional performance in out get the job done you're happy enough if it's a really good performance put a lot of numbers put a high score on them then you're, then you're really really optimistic for going ahead into leash but I think all all on Sunday is about winning 
forget everything else for this young team it'll mean if you just get over the line because it's going to be tight because they're going to have a little bit more experience than us down the stretch but at home with this team having played Longford already this year and knowing their, their new players and they basically just showed their hand um, by playing that team I've seen Longford against Westmead. You stop Robbie Smith. You get men behind the ball against them, and they're very, very hard to. They only scored four, four, four frees that day. They didn't even score from play. So if we restrict them, and I think we will restrict them. I think we've learned from that game in the Bourne Cup where the draw match, because I think they're very open at the back. Very, very, very open at the back. So I think Laird will do it. I think we'll get over the line. I don't know what I will. We'll get over it in convincing fashion or just get over the line. To me, it doesn't really matter. And for Wayne to get over the line on his first game would be would be there for the take, and I think he's going to take it. So now we're going to have a chat with uh, Denise Flaherty. She's going to give the insight, and we chat more about and preview the game. We now have a Longford-based journalist, Denise Flaherty. Hi, Denise. Thanks for joining me. Um, we've met in the Pierce Park uh, press box and we've seen Loud play Longford already this year. Um, who who do you think will take more from that Oborn Cup game, yourselves or Longford? I suppose both teams kind of showed their hands that day. It was so near the league game and it was unusual that Longford were able to play Loud and then the following week was Miss Mead and their two teams are in Division 3 with them. Um, with Longford having so many players out at the moment, they probably showed Loud more of their hand than Loud did with Longford because it is basically the squad of players that Horace Davis will have at his disposal this Sunday that he basically picked from that day. Yeah, because that, that, I actually said that on the way home. I said, we're after getting like a look at Longford now. We actually know these uh, dark horses that have come in. You know, the likes of Dara Doherty and that. Is there any other yeah. is there any lads that have really put up their hand and impressed you so far? Um, well it's what Dara Doherty and Peter Lynn were the two young lads that day that really stood out and Dara was a player that Port Davis said to me that he was going to kind of spring off the bench or, you know, have him as a secret weapon, but now teams know him. He actually showed up very well in a challenge match against DCU and that's how he got in um, got the start against Louth, but as you said, you know, he kind of showed that day, and in the second half, then the Louth defence kind of knew what way to, to keep him, and they were able to kind of um, hold him better in the second half, but um, as I said himself, and, and Peter Lynn have been two guys that have really uh, showed promise in the game so far in the Iberian Cup. And I suppose it was great for the entire country uh, that Mullinock to won and beat Kill McCudd, but it's uh, it's kind of hampered Longford to say the least. Yeah, famous last words that day in Tullamore was, "Oh, this is great for Longford football," and then <laughs> you don't realise that it's not really because Porrick had called in eight of those players, and I'd say of the eight, you could say possibly six, seven of those lads would start for Longford, including Donny McGallagher, who was the Longford captain. So have them, you know, whatever about missing for a game. But you have been missing for the three games, especially at the start of the division. Longford's first game, obviously, against Louth in the way. Then we've obviously at home and then Carlo away. Three games that you wouldn't have been looking at any other time to say that, you know, you can get six points in it or at least, you know, get yeah. away from those three games 
undefeated, but now you're looking at it, it's going to be very tough when you take out players like the Mullin Yachts and you're actually playing in um, important positions like your Patrick Fox, the fullback, have become, become one of the best fullbacks in Leinster. Obviously, Johnny McGallagher, you've William Brady, yeah. you've James McGivney, James McGivney. Like those lads are valuable players. And unfortunately, Uncle has to do it out for the first three games at least. We don't know how uh, February the 16th game is going to go, but for at least the first three games, not for without them. And and do you find now like your your prospects are hampered for the season, like in terms of the league? Will you be happy to stay up, or will you look to go further, or are you just happy to get away from relegation? I think Longford, the big thing would be to stay up and consolidate position in Division Three. You know yourself how tough these divisions are. No disrespect to Division Four, but you're kind of dog and dog. Whereas Division Three, you're playing at a high level, and then obviously then Division Two. Um, not being big-headed, but I would have said if Longford had all the money not the players that I would have had kept them to have a great chance of getting actually promoted. Um, but now it's a case of trying to stay in a point. They would say to me the other day in an interview that you know, the league kind of tells you where you're going to be at. And you, know, cause you don't take much from the qualifiers of the Lancashire Championship because you get a tough game or you get a, an easy qualifier. Yeah. Whereas the league is a gauge of where you're at. And unfortunately for Longford, we probably won't know because we're out, we're out so many players, as well as those eight players, there's at least seven players out injured as well. So that's the whole team basically Longford are missing mm. for um, a good few weeks. And do you find, uh, like, Porrick Davis, is the pre- does he feel the pressure's off him to a certain extent? I, I said that to him because the fact that himself and, you know, and Dennis Connors before them, they were Longford men, they know the game and... Um, Pork is one of those guys who's got Donald, Donald Ledges and Paul Bard and and these guys are Longford through and through and they want to do well for Longford and but the thing about it being manager of Longford there isn't much pressure on you anyway you know right. all we want to do is the lads to do well if you get a good one and then so unfortunately Dublin like yourself on our side of the job so you can't really get anything like that whereas uh, this year people are kind of saying well do you know what if we stay up it would be a fantastic and then hopefully, you know, come up May when the summer comes, you know, we might be able to have a long summer. But pressure-wise, there's not really much pressure on Park anyway. So it's a case now of hopefully the lads will do the best without, obviously, the players. But listen, it's a chance for some young lads like Darren Doherty and Peter Lynn have put their hands up and said, you know, we can do a job, we can unearth a few more guys and some more games they get, they're going to improve. Yeah, and uh, so I suppose that brings it back to this Sunday. Who who wins, Denise? The is in Johanna. You know, though it's a ground that we find it hard to get a result in, though we did speak loud in qualifiers a few years ago. Bobby Smith's um, point from the sideline. Um, and it was a great game of football. And there's always that game. There's never anything much between the two sides. But I just think with Longford, without so many players, you know, in the second half, Louds were a different team in the World Cup game because you brought on the players, you know, Jim McEnany, you know, a few of the lads that will be starting on Sunday, they were brought on and you kind of knew, well, Louds kind of showed a bit of their hands. Um, and I just think that now, probably the players on Longford are out at the moment. Uh, it's going to be very hard for Longford to get a, a positive result there on Sunday. So you're telling me, a Longford woman, you're calling a loud win? I'd love to kind of, I think heads, heads 
wholeheartedly. Heart, you know, I'd love to see, but even my heart is probably saying, you know, I just, I just feel with, I know, well, the Westmead game didn't tell us anything because we were just terrible against Westmead, and I'm hoping that the lads can perform. Think about it, these lads can perform, and there won't be much in the game. I just think, without the players in key positions, that's what we're struggling. You know, if you're without one or two players, it's okay, but long term without so many players and like our full back line is gonna be a completely different full back line and you're gonna change us in the half back line. We feel just um, you know, everywhere we seem to have uh, players missing and I just think that they could uh, prove the difference on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully I'll see you there in, in Drahad and Sunday. Denise, thanks very much. No problem, I'll see you there in Sunday. So there you have it. Denise is, isn't even isn't even tipping her home county. So I think I'm happy now with my with my vote confidence for the lads. So picking the team, I alluded to it earlier about the type of forwards we have, the strength and numbers we have, and the type of uh, type of squad we have, and how sneakily we could this could really work in our advantage. But picking the team, it's actually this is quite this is quite difficult. Really, really tough team to pick this year. It's very strange that we have a much better team and we're much more equipped now for Division 3 campaign than we were last year. Very strange. Uh, we've got players back. We've got new players injected into us and we have players that were baptised last year, um, a year stronger. And then you have the, then you have players from club form being sprung into it as well. Like say, Sheiky from Young Irelanders, Philly, Englishby, uh, Keen Callan. And the lads back, sorry, I never said it was uh, Cole McKeever, Rory Moore is back. And then lads in the second season, like Kieran Downey, um, Connor Early, and uh, sorry, another new player, John Clutterbuck as well. Then you've younger lads like Owen Callaghan and Leonard Gray and Fergal O'Donoghue. So, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with my, my team in goals um, Alan McGauley from RD. Simply, he's play, simply on the fact that he's playing a lot of football. He's playing for DKIT in goals. He's played two out of the three Abourne Cup games. And he he showed really, really good say, shot-stopping ability and saves for for, um, for both of those games in the, against Wexford especially. Whereas uh, kick-outs weren't great against Wexford, but then they really improved against Wicklow. Uh, sorry, against uh, Longford. I don't know um, if Craig Lynch is fit or if he's available. He might just start, but I think McGauley might get the nod purely on his uh, his eye is really in and he's uh, he's playing tons of football. And he'd be pushed all the way by Fergus Sheiky as well. Whether or not he'll be involved, like with Derek Maguire, also will they be sprung straight into the panel after after the loss last week? <coughs> I don't know. It's yet to know. It's yet to know. The team has been named tonight, actually. So I'm recording this on the Friday morning and it's going to be named tonight after training. So there might be something on Facebook then with reaction to the team. But this is the team I'm picking and I will go with. Um, full back line, Darren Marks, Emma Carlin and James Craven. <coughs> Marks and Craven would have played uh, against Longford already. I think the two of them had goals of picking up uh, Robbie Smith. Emma Carlin hasn't featured at all this year but he's more than likely going to come back into the thing. Our full back, he looks like our number one full back. Um, we also have uh, Phil Englishby, Hugh Osborne, 
and Fergal O'Donoghue there to come into things as well Dan Corcoran as well don't be surprised if Dan Corcoran gets a cornerback spot as well he's played full back in most of the pre-challenge games barred the Longford game he played full back against Mead even in that opener so fairly strong full back line a lot of them can do a job on uh, Robbie Smith more than likely James Craven will pick him up on the day he uh, seemed to get the grips with him come the end of that game in Longford um, half back line I'm going to go uh, Anthony Williams right half back and debutant John Clutterbuck left half back and Bevan Duffy centre back. Bevan was tried last season as centre back under a sweeper system and he looked really, really comfortable now this year. Slightly different system um, whereas where this year our half forwards just bomb. And no better men than Williams, Bevan and Clutterbuck to make that transition up the field in strong, hard runners. Clever runners, Clutterbuck and Williams linked up well, even the crossed over wings, scored a goal against Wicklow, but they look really busy and they look energetic and they look full of running and look powerful. You know, they look like they have a plan and they know what they're doing. So those three men will carry that out to a tee. Bevan's a real leader there. He dropped back in the centre back against Longford as well, having played midfield. And he looked really comfortable. He shored up our defence really well. Really, really well. So he'll be really confident at half back line. And then you also have the likes of uh, Derek Maguire to come in. <coughs> uh, he might see game, game time this weekend, I'm not so sure. Uh, Owen Callaghan as well can come in and play a role too from the half-back line. And then Nana Gray as well. And then midfield, going on form and going on how they played against Longford. You'll have to go with the two big men, two biggest men we have in the squad, Tommy Dornan and Connor Early. Um Tommy's probably the number one midfielder we have, so it's, it's finding a partner for him. Connor Early has, is there on merit. He's played very, very well, really well. He surprised a lot of people. He's he's done the job against Wicklow. Um, gets forward, puts in a lot of work, turnovers. Really good compete, competing in the air, winning marks and breaking and smashing up the play. So those are two big men around the middle of the field. <coughs> and they are going to be well-aided. Uh, I'm going to name them there in a minute. But looking at the way Longford, Longford's midfielders, Darren Gallagher and Hanley, they're big men, they're cumbersome men as well. We won't really be punished on the ground for going with two bigs. So so Tommy and uh, Conor Early rightfully start in the middle of the field on my team. And it also pushes uh, Andy McDonald onto the 40. And then alongside him, Conor Branning and another Blues man. And then another Blues man, uh, Kieran Downey. So you'd probably have <coughs> Andy and Conor Brannigan doing the work of the, of that half forward and leaving four up top. Probably Kieran Downey a little bit closer to goals, but Andy and Conor bring bring that work ethic and bring that that winning mentality to have all year with the Blues. Brannigan's another lad that deserves a start um, on merit. He's, he, he improved things as well when he came in against Longford. His energy and his drive and his work rate. And then you also have the like, so these two boys can put in a big shift for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, and you can bring in Rory Moore and Colin McKeever. Then you have the likes of Niall Conlon, Owen Duffy, Keen Callan. Like, there's depth there this year, there really is. And uh, Ronan Holcroft will probably suffer as well, having played the league campaign in the 40. He's a lad you probably want inside now, under this new uh, mark uh, rules. Where he just takes a mark, it's just a similar job to what he does to the feckin scorer and chief and a leader. So he might be forced further up the field, but he, he 
he'd be better for playing on the 40 throughout the league as well. It'll bring him on a ton. So my four in, four kind of forwards up top, kind of Jim and Downey, Kieran Downey, and Ryan Bournes and Declan uh, Bourne. So that's um, that's the four inside forwards, four very accurate players. Take a mark and score anytime you want. Very accurate, decking close to the goals. Really, really worked against Longford. They couldn't get a handle on him at all. He really brought us into that game when he pushed inside. Very accurate, always was, always is. So, in terms of him getting the ball in front of the post, you'd be very happy with with that. Bournes as well is playing very well this season. Really, really, really got uh, hit the ground running. Jim McEnany as well came on off the bench. Solid, good experience there. Could hold him off, maybe, and bring him off the bench and start with Sam. That could happen. You've Roland Holcroft and Ross uh, and Tyg um, McEnany to come in as well. So there's depth there. And even, like, I don't know what, I think you have to name a panel of 26 to start. So that'll be even tough, like, <coughs> the match day panel. But that that's my team. It'd be interesting to see... Um, how uh, close it is or how way off it is as, as usual you'll find but uh, a couple of debutants there making the league debut loads of experience good balance and they'll all play to the way Wayne wants to play and that's that's hard work that's counter-attack football and uh, expansive, expansive play as well like you're going with a lot of good forwards there and then accuracy as well with these new rules pick up a few advanced marks and just Punish Longford in Drogheda. Get the get the get the thing going. Get the ball rolling, and uh, hopefully fire into Crow Park then the following week, full of confidence. And hopefully, I hope. Uh, well, hopefully, down do the business on Saturday night and beat Leash, and they're going. To, they're they're looking for a win the first time in Crow Park as well. So that that's it. That's the updates. That's my team. Um, if you if you agree or disagree, usually people tend to disagree. Get your uh, get your team in. Uh, hopefully you're you're listening to this just before kick off or ahead of the game. Get yourself down to Drogheda. Uh, I don't think uh, Division Three games ticket prices have been affected, but it'd be great now to get out and see the new rules, see the new manager. Loads of optimism there, as I as I've said out. Um, I'll have a Talking Points podcast on Sunday night uh, previewing the game. I'll also have a little bit in the Loud Horrors as well who make their league start in Roscommon in the Clans. It was supposed to be in Darver. That's been switched to the Clans at half 12. I'll be there as well. So a really busy weekend ahead. Really looking forward to it. Follow, follow me on um, Loud Proud on Twitter and Facebook as well, Loud and Proud and Loud and Proud on SoundCloud. So that's it. All that's left to say is come on, Loud!